Welcome everybody to the Next Level Finance Podcast. This is your host, Tony Kane. Today, I have the pleasure of having Steve Huey, the CEO of iFly Flat with us today. Welcome aboard, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me on. Mate, it is my pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on. I've been listening to you and following your journey for, for many years now. So, mate, first question I had for you was, take me back. How does a CPA and then a, a former banker uh, start a business like iFly Flat? <laughs> I think it's because I saw the value in it. And I think that's still it's the same today. It's like point, you can get points for no effort. So you can get points by shopping or by flying. But they can use those ones for something really valuable. And that's really what caught my attention in, in these freaking flyer points. It's, like, it's virtually something for nothing. Something for um, nothing. And you know, it actually, it's funny you say that because um, when it comes to points, and I've, I've, owned, I've been sort of in finance now for 12 years, Steve, and I've met with thousands of people. And it's really funny. Half of my clients would say, oh, points are crap. They're a waste of time. And the other half would go, points are amazing. That's how I travel mm. so much. And <laughs> I, to be brutally honest, I used to be in the points of crap camp, right? Yeah. Until yep. Uh, about five years ago, we, my wife and I said, well, you know what? Like, you know, like you said, it doesn't cost us anything. Let's get involved. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, of points now and especially the way that iFly flat helps <laughs> so many people use them properly. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you start, you can't stop because once you get it and you get the idea, you wonder wow, I should have done this 10 years ago. Like, if I did this 10 years ago, how many points in flights will I have been by now? And that's, that's what I help my clients. They don't understand. And then once they do, they go, oh, my God, what have I been doing? <laughs> well, mate, maybe if I could ask a favour, talk me through the process. So introduce uh, iFly Flat. And for the listeners out there who haven't heard of you, um, and I, I will, I will uh, pro- provide the, the website and the show notes, but mate, talk me through the iFly Flat team and how, how the process works. Yeah, iFly Flat, what we do is we help people who have problems with their frequent flyer points. So if they got frequent flyer points already, which they can't use, we, we helped them book flights. So what, what we found out was that people had points. They accumulate them, but they didn't know what, how to use them or how to get the flights they want. So basically, we're like a service. Uh, if you, you BYO points, and we'll find you the business and first-class flights. We book them, and we charge you a fee. And like really, our mission is that if you got points, then you should never have to fly economy again. I, I and, love uh, it. So, so anyone listening out there, so if, you're, if you've got points, essentially, so I love that. It's, it's BYO points. So yes. you, you go to iFly Flat with your points and someone from your team, and, and obviously with your preferred travel plans. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Where you want to go. So, like a travel agent, you want to go to Switzerland, cool, what dates, how many people, and then you tell me how many points you've got, whether you've got uh, some Quanta, some Virgin, some Amex, and then we'll work out all the different combinations. Then we start searching for seats to go to Switzerland, either on Singapore or Qantas or whichever airlines you can fly on. And then every single day, there will be seats and there might be no seats. It's like fishing. And basically, you know, you catch a fish and you fly. That's sort of the easiest way to explain it. You know what? I love, I love it. I love it because I love the simple explanation. Because I've, um, you know, being in business and you know, my wife and I, we've accumulating points. And uh, mate, I to give you the background, I don't come from a very uh, wealthy family, but um, I 
the funny story last uh, last year, I had to go to San Diego. So I, I never went on a plane until I was 16 years old. And it certainly wasn't in business class, right, Steve? But uh, I remember, yeah. last, I remember, remember it, was about, it was about this time last year, right? I had to go to a conference in San Diego. And uh, I was looking online, booking some flights. And I, I, I was with a... I had about 180,000 at the time and I needed, nice. um, I needed about 230,000 to, to fly to, um, to LA in the uh, first class return. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'll never forget this. I was in the backyard with my wife having a coffee and I just said, darling, is there any chance you can, uh, you can lend me 50,000 points? <laughs> and she goes, what for? I said, oh, well, I said, here's the thing, right? I'm never going to be able to fly first class or at least pay for it. Um, yep. I wouldn't, I, I don't allow my listeners to spend normal money on first class. I hope you don't mind me saying that, Steve. No, no, that's the same for me. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's sort of financial suicide, but she goes, she goes, Oh, well, hold on, give me a look. And, and the funny thing was I could have flown premium economy. She would have only had to let me like 12,000, but I thought, yep. you know what, <laughs> for the sake of it, what's an extra 40,000 between for sure. economy? <laughs> but, but in saying that, like the, the short, the sort of, the moral of the story was like, I actually looked up and that flight, if I was to pay for it, would have been closer to $20,000 mm. I would have had to spend. And, um, you know, it was just an amazing experience, right? And uh, so that's what got, that's what picked up my interest. And I know your story is very similar. The first time you flew business is like, I'm not, there's no way I'm going back to the end of the plane. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, but, but what you just talked about exactly why I love this so much is you would never pay 20000 bucks for a flight. I've got many clients that can afford to pay 20, but they don't want to pay 20,000 bucks for a flight. So the only way to fly first class is by points. So, so that's the magic. It's like you book a first class flight and you go, oh, how much, how much would this cost you buy? And you go, wow, $20,000. Who's got money for that? But once you've got even. points, it doesn't matter how much it costs. You're flying first class. You're flying next to the guy who did pay $20,000. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did notice that actually when I was on the plane. <laughs> one of the funny things, the lady kept calling me Mr. Kane and I was, I was like, oh, listen, <laughs> I'm not used to, you're welcome to call me Tony. <laughs> but uh, it was amazing. You know what the, you know what I think, um, and my wife and I, Steve, to give you some context and for my listeners all, like what I'm a big fan of in when I, with my sort of finance methodology and growing your wealth, I talk to my listeners all the time about, it's important to sort of like obviously once you've you've invested your money, you've saved some money, you've got everything taken care of. Obviously, there's going to be if we, all, the whole aim of the game is for people to have money left over to live an amazing mm. life. And yep. um, one of those things I think makes up an amazing life for a large portion of us is our, our travel. And I think um, using businesses like I Fly Flat, it just I don't know. I think. A holiday it's not just the holiday it's in the planning it's in the excitement and i know that a lot of people when you know that you've you know i know it's a little thing and some people would think it's a waste of time but when you know that you're going to have a really comfortable trip there and trip back it just i, I don't know i feel like it just adds to the whole um excitement of, of holiday do you, do you sort of find that steve it definitely enhances your life because being living in australia we live so far away from the rest of the world so you have to travel. And Australians, we love to travel because we want to explore, you know, the different cultures. Obviously, like in Australia, the culture is only 200 years or so, or, but not 2,000 years. And the other cultures have. So Australians love to travel. And it's, we live so far away, so you have to fly long haul. Uh, like, like, I agree wholeheartedly. I think you're sort of like preaching to the converted that 
that if you know that you're flying business at first, your whole trip is not a problem. Like, what I mean is the whole trip is even weeks before you fly, you know, you're excited, you're telling your friends you're flying business at first. And when, so therefore there's a bit of excitement. When it comes to packing, you know how you can have like 30, 40 kilos? You yep. can't bring 40 kilos with you. It's impossible. <laughs> your bag's not big enough. Oh. Mate, I, 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 would give, I, I beg to differ. I reckon my wife would have a crack at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't you mean. But even things like the lounges, it's, it's all just an experience. And I think that's what life's all about. You know, once, once you get yourself in a position where you're on top of your finances, I encourage my, my listeners to, once they've taken care of business financially, I'm happy to splurge and, and, mm. and you know, spend the money on things that make them happy. And um, I think, you know, travel's a large part of it. So, Steve, if I can, buddy, can, let's, can yeah, we yeah. get into a little bit of the, <laughs> the nitty-gritty tactical side of things? If, if, if I've got people out there going, yeah, this is all great, but how, how do I physically get onto that seat on the plane? What are some of the strategies that – I know you guys are more in the booking process, but what are the strategies that you've seen a lot of your clients used in the accumulation of these points? Mm. Yeah, so there's two sides to the coin and you have to get both sides right for, for this to work. And, and what you talked about, right, is there's an earning side and there's a spending side. Uh, I might want to start the spending side first because, because if you understand the spending side, then you naturally solve the earning side because you know what you're trying to save for. And that's just, it's just like financial planning. It's just like money. If you know what you're going to use the money for, you would naturally have the motivations to earn the money and save for it. So I want to start the the spending. And the magic about frequent fly points um, is fixed price. So so what airlines do, and and actually the the reason why using frequent fly points is so sort of lucrative, so to speak, is to cast our mind back to why those programs exist. And the word loyalty program gives you a clue. Because when they were first set up, you can only only earn frequent flyer points by flying. So it's like a coffee card. You know, right. you, ten coffees here, and they give you one for free. And that was exactly how the frequent flyer program was designed to be. Roughly, you flew ten flights, and you earn enough points to get one free flight. Okay. So that's how the program evolved. Right. And then over time, you started to earn points from non-flight, which is credit cards. Uh, partners and things like that and this is where it gets all exciting because what you're doing is you're tapping into the one for ten system but you're earning your points from another source which means you didn't have to do ten flights anymore you could get the one free flight without even getting off the ground by using a credit card and something like that so like now you start start to understand what it's, it's like it's like a mini hack you're taking the benefits of one program but you're not playing the game. You're playing a completely separate game, but you're getting the same benefits. Um, right, where tra- traditionally it was just literally flyers got like the frequent flyers. Yes, that's name, right. Only got the, but now it's the frequent spenders and the frequent, frequent flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a bit like saying, you know, the, back to a coffee example, you get 10 coffees to get one for free. But what if you found out that every bagel you bought, they gave you eight clicks. Yeah. All you have to do is just buy a couple of bagels and you get a free coffee. Like the, the numbers just all make, so that's why I love it so much because, and that's why I want to share with the listeners, you got to understand where the hack comes from. 
deep. Is there a quicker yep. way to accumulate? Um, is earning a lot quicker than spending or are they pretty much the same? Oh, well, I guess it depends how much money you can spend. Um, because obviously if you're flying uh, a lot, then you're probably spending more than you can earn. So it depends on what type of business you run. Uh, right. So, so like if you are a high spender, which is normally if you're a business, so a business to run a business, as your business grows, you spend more money, marketing, contractors, suppliers, and all that stuff, right? So if you run a business, then that's the easiest way to earn points. If you're an individual and you, you can only you know, earn as much as you spend as much as you earn, then you're going to be how much you can earn is depends how much you can spend. Right. And Steve, like I'm really big on sort of that financial responsibility and not going into debt. Right. And it, you know, and a, a lot of my listeners will say, hold on, Tony, I thought you were anti credit cards, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm anti overdue credit cards. Right. So, um, but I, I know that um, I've seen, you know, hundreds, you know, nearly thousands of my clients use credit cards really effectively. Um, and I notice a lot of the time that there are actually bonuses where I've seen situations in, you, you might be able to talk more to this where yeah. husband and wife can each apply for a credit card and mm. they get a hundred thousand points bonus each. Um, and they can manage those credit cards. And this is like from a non-business perspective on with mm. business. It's like, like you said, it's just on steroids, right? Mm, mm. But I mean, yeah, that's right. I think. I, I sort of think, like you said, if, you're, if you've got a lot of financial discipline and you're going to spend the money anyway, you know, it, it can certainly add up. And, and um, do you have a yeah. preference? And you probably, uh, you know, is there a preference? Like, is it a Virgin Qantas or do you believe that everyone should be a member of every program, Steve? Yeah, everyone should be a member of every program because you're, you want to take advantage of every program's uh, sweet spots. Yep. Because every yep. single program is a little bit different. So Qantas and Virgin's a little bit different uh, because they all have different partnerships and also they charge different number of points to fly to the same place. So, and then you've got Singapore and Cafe and because they are located in Asia, they, they charge different prices to the Australian airlines and then you've got the Middle Eastern airlines. So, so every single airline program has these different quirks and the magic is to know which airline program to use for what, for what trip. So therefore, you're able to maximise your points. Some have stopovers for free. Some have no stopovers. So I guess this is where it gets a bit more complicated because it's about understanding each program, what's its plus and minuses, and then using the right program for each and one. Then, so yeah, so that's where the goal comes <laughs> in. <laughs> well, it's like a, I completely agree. It's a bit of a wild, wild west. I mean, like even if you can earn them, right? It's almost like I've. It's it's like a uh, you got to crack the Da Vinci Code on figuring out how to spend <laughs> them properly, <laughs> and that's why I, I mean I can't tell you how many times I've been onto your site and looked at the points calculator, and um, I know you have an amazing team there, which just makes it so much easier for everyone to to to, to spend them because it's like I've seen um, many occasions where like people have just gone direct to the airlines and what have you, and they've sp they've accumulated you know a huge amount of points, but they they probably could have got uh, three or four times benefit if they mm. if they'd maximise the usage. So um, you know, and for a nominal fee to, to sort of look at a service like yours, it's a it's a bit of a no brainer, isn't it? Yeah, because we worked it all out, so therefore uh, you don't have to. And I guess people's interest in points is not that high, so they've got them, and they so 
what happens is that the way the way we try to design it is like for our clients where we provide some points of advice to we start with the end in mind so where do you want to go how many people and then we work out which is the best frequent flyer program for you and then you get the credit card that earns you those frequent flyer points whereas everyone right. collects the points first and then they go oh now i've got these points what should i do with them and then they're trying to put a square peg in a round hole but it can be done but if you're using say airline a's points to fly somewhere it doesn't really want to go to you can do it but it will cost you a lot more than if you used airline b who's naturally going to stop in that destination and then you get the benefits of their program so See, a lot of people yeah they collect points first and then they figure out what to do next mate i'm really glad you touched on that because that's a really important thing because it is this if you go into these websites right with credit card comparisons and so forth there's just the choice is it's endless mm. but i think um if you can put some strategy around that choice it's really good and uh mate, for some inspiration out there for people who haven't really used points at all can you give us some really rough sort of uh you know, what does it cost to get the Europe and back and, 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 you know, maybe LA and back and things like that without, without putting you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> without good holding but, but I mean, <laughs> just to, just to fire up some, some of my listeners, what, what are top of the typical um, points required to get, you know, couples yeah, very good question. across, across the world. Yeah, and this is the main reason why we create that points calculator because people didn't know how much it cost to do something. So it's like going to the supermarket and go, well, no prices. So what can I buy? So, yeah. so a, a return business class flight to uh, Europe will be about a quarter of a million points per yep. person. Yep. Uh, to Los Angeles, it's about 200,000 points. Uh, to New York, it's about a quarter of a million points. So basically, a quarter, a quarter of a million points will get you anywhere in the world return business class. Uh, and to Asia, like Singapore, it's about 130,000 points. So the closer you are, the, the less points. Uh, yep. The magic is the f even the most furthest distance you can go, like Iceland, will still be a quarter of a million points roughly. So anywhere in Europe, where when you compare that to a cash ticket, going to London is cheaper than going to Iceland, but on points, it's the same price. And and a, a London return, if we if we were to say a cash payment, Steve, would, would be approximately what do you think if if we didn't have points? Our business class would be at least eight and a half thousand dollars. Eight and a half, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so for businesses out there, and like I said, a million points, it sounds like a lot, but a lot of, there'd be, there'd be thousands, if not, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of companies out there turning over millions of dollars that, um, that could potentially be getting access to these sort of benefits. Yeah, right? does it, so, yeah, a million points is like four business class returns. That's like yeah, over right. 30,000 30, bucks worth of flights there. That, when you look at it like that, it's like it's just it's just amazing. And, and see, what um, what while we're there, like, is there have you sort of found that? Uh, and I know that. And what I'll have, what for the listeners out there, if I'll have um the access to the points calculator, if that's all right, Steve, in the show notes, yeah, sure, just so sure. everyone can get in touch, and I'll, I'll go through the contact details a little bit later. But for the listeners out there, um, is there any other hacks or tricks you can think in, talk going sort of going back to the accumulation phase now that you've got them all excited, yeah, Steve, cool. of, of <laughs> where they can go? <laughs> The accumulation phase is, I think there's, there's two strategies for different people. So if you have run a business and you've got uh, you know, spending at least half a million bucks a year, then the magic what you want is to get a card that earns you the most points per dollar. So, so because you're going to be running for a lot of money. 
So you want to be earning the most points for, for every dollar. And the sign-on bonuses don't matter as much because you're putting through half a million bucks a year, you're going to get half a million points. So it's roughly one point per dollar. That's the rough calculation on an Amex. And if you put it on a Visa and a MasterCard, you're getting about half a point per dollar on, so on a high volume basis. So, so they be, should be, so the, yeah, the top end's about one point per dollar when they're doing their research, Steve, that's what they should be looking at? Yeah, so Amex would get you one point per dollar and a Visa MasterCard would get you half a point, airline point per dollar. Now, I think gotcha. I just want to make a distinction. Uh, there's a difference between reward points and airline points. So, for example, Amex, every dollar you earn, you will normally earn you two Amex points, but that converts into one airline point. Gotcha. And then you, you might go to a Visa and Amex card, sorry, a Visa MasterCard, and they'll say, oh, earn two and a half points per dollar. But that's two and a half bank points that converts into a much lower ratio. So the one to compare is airline points. Airline points, For okay. Apples versus apples. Otherwise, you're comparing apples versus pears. And just yeah, yeah. So compared. bank points compared to airline points, it's a different, obviously. Yeah, it's ratio, and, correct. And on the Amex, um, Steve, if I can sort of touch on that, because I know a lot of my business clients, listeners, will have the Amex. Can an Amex points be distributed across to Virgin or Qantas, or do they have to be aligned at the start? Uh, okay, so Amex has about 24 different cards and each, okay. <laughs> each card is a little bit different. So if you have an Amex card that earns you Qantas points, then you'll only get Qantas points. And, and every dollar you earn will straight go to Qantas. And then you've got an Amex card that earns you Virgin points, the same ID. And then you've got a third breed, which is Amex card that earns you membership reward points, which is Amex's own points. And then those points can be converted to multiple airlines later. So so that's why when we talk about, you know, you just start with the any mind because then, then you choose your car that, that earns you your points. So to reiterate there, you've got to really begin with the end in mind. Yeah, that's right. So any mind and then pick a card that earns you the right points. So, so I think was, I was saying that there's only one Amex card, which is the business platinum and the, and the personal platinum charge card that allows you to earn Amex points that can convert both to either Qantas or Virgin or Singapore. So it gives you the widest choice possible. The only downside is that that's like a one and a half thousand dollar annual fee. So, so you it only works if, you, if you've got the money to put through it. If you've got, I'd say roughly if you've got over 200,000 bucks, that's the right card for you. And then you, you get more value from your points than, than the fee. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a um a calculation that's important to not overlook too, isn't it? To make sure that the numbers do add up for you. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. So, so that, that's why it's it's all it's actually all about numbers. It's actually all about maths because the annual fee doesn't matter if you're going to get more value from the points than anything else. Oh mate, absolutely. Like you said before, if you've got if you're it's a seventeen fifty fee, and as long as you're not sort of paying interest. Right, yeah. um, and then it's going to get you, you know, twenty to thirty thousand dollars of flights annually. Like that's a really easy mathematical equation. Yeah, no brainer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Steve, mate, I've really enjoyed this, and thank you so much for for taking some time out of your day. I know, I know how busy you are, and this would be this has been extremely valuable um, for a lot of my listeners. I know that it's because it it is. It sounds simple, right? You, you spend money, you earn points, and I think the accumulation thing. Just to recap today, it's there are some, you know 
I think the key I've found, and I certainly wasn't aware of this, is to begin with the end in mind. And it's great that your team at iFly Flat there actually enable our listeners to get that advice of, of what to do. Um, but then I think secondary to that, the actual advice on how to spend them is, is the critical part because, uh, you know, it's, it's one, one thing to earn them, but being able to maximize how you spend them, I think is, is absolutely brilliant. And I'm really glad that I was able to grab you today to, to be able to talk us through that. Um, so Steve, where do, where do my listeners find you? What's the best way for them to get in touch with your team there at iFly Flat? Yeah, the best way is through our website, iFlyFlat, so I-F-L-Y-F-L-A-T, iFlyFlat. And the idea is like you, you'll remember our name quite easily because Fly Flat <laughs> is like flying, sleeping on a bed in first class and business class. So the website is the best way. I've got an Instagram account that's also at iFlyFlat um, or email uh, Steve, S-T-E-V-E, at iFlyFlat.com.au. Perfect, mate. And I'll, I'll make sure I add that to all the show notes. So for everyone out there, it's uh, time we start thinking about our next trips. And uh, like Steve said, you don't have to accumulate the points first. You can uh, you can think about it first. Steve's team there at iFly Flat, they'll help you sort of backfill it and work out what you need to do today to make sure that you're, uh, you're, you're sitting up the front of the, the, the plane on your next uh, big trip, uh, whether it's business, family or otherwise. And uh, Steve, I just want to say thanks so much again um, for coming on today. It's been really enjoyable having you on, mate. Oh, my pleasure. And, and hopefully the message is that why fly economy when you can fly business? Oh, mate, absolutely. I'm all about like having your cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as long as, you know, I've got to put the, uh, the, the disclaimer on to this, uh, the end of this podcast that I'm not, I'm not advocating people going to huge amounts of debt just to, uh, just to fly business class because you'll end up going backwards by a long way. But I, yeah. think, Steve, I think you've been really, uh, really clear in explaining, Steve, that it's, there's a way where, like you said, it's literally like a big hack that uh, yeah. that, that you've really capitalised on and, and your team can help people to have their cake and eat it too. So, mate, uh, thanks so much for being on today. Pleasure. Pleasure. Loved it. Well, there you go, guys. Another Next Level Finance podcast comes to an end. I hope you really enjoyed that. And I, I should say, just to finish off, as I really love that advice that Steve went through, but I want to make sure that people don't get too carried away with credit cards. And when you go into these strategies to accumulate points, you've got to do your research to make sure that after you pay your surcharges and your annual fees, that it's still going to be beneficial for you. And um you know, if you do the right research, and most of the time, if you've got a business, right, it can work really effectively. But this podcast is all about helping us um, grow our wealth and build amazing lifestyles. So the last thing I would want anyone to do would be to uh, get themselves into a situation where they tried to do the right thing with uh, with points and so forth, but they ended up with huge amounts of credit card debt. So, guys, as much I think there's a what Steve's gone through today is brilliant and it can help so many people, but just do us a favor, proceed with caution. And uh, guys, if you haven't already, please um, subscribe. And if, you, if you're feeling generous, please give us a rating. That always helps uh, to grow the podcast and get, get more listeners access to it. And um, if you think there's someone in your life who might benefit from having listened to this podcast, please feel free to share. Stay safe and look forward to catching up on the next podcast. Thanks very much.